0: Welcome to my mommy's podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mama Natural. And my friend Genevieve, also known as Mama Natural, has just come out with a game changing pregnancy book called The Mama Natural Week to Week Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth. So, if you or anyone you know is pregnant, I strongly recommend picking up a copy or just grabbing one to donate to your local library. It is an incredible resource and definitely one of the best resources I've seen for new moms. Also, Genevieve has a week-to-week email series for pregnancy. So you've seen these on other websites, but this one is a natural take on week-to-week emails that tells you how your baby's growing, what milestones he or she's hitting, all that cool stuff, and it's free. Um, So you can check it out at mamanatural.com forward slash wellness. mamanatural.com forward slash wellness to sign up for the free week-to-week pregnancy email series or also to check out her amazing new book. This podcast is also brought to you by ButcherBox, and if you haven't heard of them, they're a great company that ships really high quality meats to your door. They carry hundred percent grass-fed beef, organic and pastured chicken and heritage breed pork, and they deliver it directly to your door. All of their products are humanely raised and free of antibiotics and hormones. And as a wellness mama listener, you can get $15 off plus free bacon in your first box. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash wellness mama and use the promo code, all capital letters, healthy moms. Welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com. And I am here today with a friend of mine and someone who I love to talk to. It's gonna be such a fun episode. Dr. Lauren Noel is a licensed naturopathic doctor and an expert in natural medicine. She has a doctorate from the National College of Natural Medicine in Oregon, and she's treated thousands of patients using natural therapies, especially on issues like digestive disorders, hormone imbalances, and autoimmune disease. She is a guest lecturer on a lot of different radio shows. She's spoken at a lot of medical conferences, and she has her own podcast, The Dr. Low Radio Show, which is top rated on iTunes and has millions of listeners. She also owns Shine Natural Medicine in Solana Beach, California, where she actually treats patients locally and patients from all over the country. Um, She's super smart, and I'm super excited to have her with (laughs) us. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I think this is going to be such a fun chat because you address all the issues that most women seem to have trouble with. And uh, I know that, especially as a mom who's had kids and been pregnant and then been nursing, hormone balance is obviously a huge thing. So, can we start there? What kind of hormone problems are you seeing uh, in your patients right now?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I treat pretty much what I experienced for many years. So, yes, I know this stuff because I've learned it in books and I've, you know, been to medical school, but I've totally gone through it and it is really hard to go through, especially in a conventional medical model, because you just, you pretty much just feel like you're crazy. You go to your doctor with all these different symptoms. They say you're fine. They run all your labs. Everything is normal because they're comparing you to the average American, not to an optimal perspective. And then you just get sent home. Maybe you'll get a medication. Maybe you'll get a prescription for antidepressant or something, but there's really nothing that, that they'll give you. And so I, I've experienced it. I know the frustration. I pretty much went to medical school because of a broken medical model of being a, a patient going to Kaiser and not getting any answers. And so I just, once I found out about naturopathic medicine, I knew that I had to just go to medical school just to learn it all, <laughs> even if I didn't necessarily think I would practice. The practice is like the cherry on top. But I finally understood how all these things started to happen for me. And so now in my practice, I'm seeing a lot of the different issues that I dealt with you know, decades ago or a decade plus ago. So a few different things I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of thyroid issues, and I know that we've had lots of conversations about that. So hypothyroid mainly. Most of the time when a woman has an underactive thyroid, it's an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's. So I'm seeing a ton of that. And so other than that, um, I'm seeing a lot of infertility issues for ladies. So having a harder time getting pregnant, a lot of women are getting pregnant later, so wanting to preserve that fertility and stay as fertile as as long as they can. Um, And then later on in life, seeing women who are kind of going through some hormone craziness with perimenopause, menopause, and just not feeling like they're getting the support they need through that transition. So there's lots of different stages that we all go through. And, you know, sometimes we'll see things earlier than others. And every woman is so different. That's why it's so important to take that really individualized approach when it comes to health.
0: Definitely. And I can totally echo your experience in that I knew something was wrong. I was having all these random symptoms and every doctor would test my thyroid and say, no, it's fine. Maybe it's a little low, but it's fine. And it wasn't until I found someone who really was well educated in specific hormone related things in in Hashimoto's that I was finally able to start finding answers. So what are, what's the process that you take someone through when someone comes to you with a hormone issue?
1: Well, first off, I test every single patient for Hashimoto's, even if it's a guy who has no Hashimoto's symptoms, because I'm seeing it so much, and I'm actually doing a whole autoimmune panel on every person. So my first panel, so my first appointment, I'm spending an hour with patients really digging into the history. I mean, it is so crazy how many times, you know, it'll be half hour or 45 minutes into an appointment, and they'll say something, oh, Actually, I didn't think of this. I'm glad you asked this. and they bring in a piece of the puzzle that maybe they didn't connect before. So it's important to spend that time with the patients, you know, to really get to know their story. And also too, I love just asking about like, tell me about you personally. you know, you're not just a walking set of symptoms. Like tell me a little bit about you, what makes you happy. What do you love to do? because all these things are connected with health. So I love to really establish that relationship. And then I run a ton of labs. I like to run full thyroid, full blood work you know, full cholesterol panels, not just the basic cholesterol, you know, good and bad cholesterol, because that doesn't really tell us very much. Um, you know, measurements of inflammation, autoimmune. Uh, I'm I'm running vitamin and mineral deficiencies on everybody just because we're all, you know, no one is going to have the perfect diet all the time. And even if you do, you know, your digestive system may not be working ideally, or you're eating the perfect diet, but it was, you know, grown in soil that was depleted of nutrients. So checking to see where your levels are is really important. And then I'm running a lot of hormone testing too. So I just love to get all the information and then putting together, you know, kind of a game plan from there.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's probably why you have such great results with all of your all your patients is because you test so so in depth. And I also love that you are such a positive person. And you and I have had so many conversations about different health related things. And I think for so many people, like it's so scary to get a health diagnosis or to find out you have Hashimoto's and you're just so happy and upbeat and positive. Like you don't even let them have that like pity party. You just you give them (laughs) a plan of action. You like let it you know, you figure out what's going to be the solution. I love that about you. Well, we talk about reframing things because
1: let's say you get this diagnosis of gluten-free. You have a choice at that point. You can look at it as, I can't eat this. There's nothing for me to eat. Or you can reframe the exact same situation as, oh my gosh, how great it is that I found this out. This is going to help me so much. And now I get to eat foods that heal my body. You know, it's the same action, but a very different mindset around it. And so reframing that, it's always important to have that positive attitude about it. You know, and if like if you get a bad diagnosis from a doctor, get more opinions and look elsewhere and keep that positive. You know, you don't have to be a victim to, to circumstance. So I like to have that empowering piece. I've done a lot of, you know, personal growth and development over the years. And really I needed to work on myself a lot and it's still a process. Like there's days I'm like, did I do any personal growth? Like, am I really a doctor? So, you know, I don't like put myself on this pedestal, but You know, so, so it's a process. And I think having that personal growth piece and really getting to know yourself helps you so much more, especially when dealing with, you know, health challenges.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's probably also why you're able to relate so well to patients. Because um, I find that too, like they, the joke is that people, um, you know, get into psychology to try to figure out what's wrong with themselves. And I feel like yeah. all of us have gotten to health <laughs> for the same reason. You know, you said you went to medical school to fix yourself. I started totally. blogging about my journey, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And thankfully, hopefully helped a lot of people in the process. But I think yes. that that really helps because you can relate to people and you can understand their struggle.
1: And also for any of you guys listening, you can hear yourself in, in our stories that It came out of pain. It came out of frustration. You know, it came out of just a difficult time that was that little seed that started this big growth of a beautiful creation of of what a career looks like and reaching a lot of people. So, you know, it's just keeping that, that perspective that if you're going through a tough time, this could be the start of something really amazing if you just say yes and you allow it to happen. So just knowing that, you know, there, life is going to have those ups and downs. If, if it's low, it's not always going to be like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I want to delve a little deeper because you have such good expertise in a couple of areas and you mentioned nutrient deficiencies. Um, what are some of the ones that you're seeing most people have, even people who are trying to eat a really good diet these days?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, vitamin D is pretty much low on everyone. Even, even people who live in San Diego who go outside, I've even had lifeguards come in and they're low in vitamin D. And, and actually I have a little di- bit of a different philosophy with that. I don't think that it's always necessarily that they have um, a deficiency in, in sunshine. I think it's oftentimes that they don't, they're not getting enough darkness at night. And so they're not resetting those vitamin D receptors <clears throat> it's a theory. It's something I heard from T. S. Wiley, but it makes a lot of sense because I'm I'm seeing that this, this is the case with people who get a lot of sunshine. They're still deficient, but I, you know, when I dig a little deeper, they're barely sleeping. So, um, so vitamin D is a big one. Iron deficiency, you know, super common in women who have periods, especially for you ladies who have heavy periods, difficult periods. You're going to be a lot more prone to having low iron and that's important because low iron makes the thyroid really really weak so you can have uh, hypothyroidism because your iron is low so love checking that magnesium super common it's an, involved in over 300 different reactions in your body so if you're low in magnesium all like a bunch of different body systems are not going to work properly. Your adrenal system, your hormones, you know, your muscles aren't going to repair. You're going to be sore and achy. So magnesium's a big one. All the B vitamins, B one through twelve, but probably folate, B twelve, and actually I see a lot of deficiency in B five. B five is your adrenal glands' favorite B vitamin, so no surprise that, that that's low a lot. Um, and then I love checking glutathione. So um, I'm sure you guys have talked about glutathione on your podcast. It's the master antioxidant, and it it basically is the quarterback of your detox team. So if you're low in this, you're just going to be, you know, circulating toxins more not cleansing those things out. If you find that you get hangovers really easily, you're probably low in glutathione, it would be really great to check that. Um, so so those are probably be the most common ones.
0: What's your plan for kind of remedying those, especially like magnesium, there's so many different opinions about how you should or shouldn't get magnesium. So what do you typically have people do?
1: Yeah, you know, usually I'll start with like a mag citrate or a mag glycinate. Um, Just have them do it at bedtime, you know, and that that really can help with sleep. And especially if you tend to run constipated, it's helpful because it gets things moving a little more. Um, So that's a good place to start. Very rarely someone won't tolerate magnesium. So maybe we'll do magnesium oil or gel um, you can do topically but and then you know if they're if they're really having issues with their digestive system we'll we'll do some ivs or some shots of magnesium so pretty much any way you could think about it you can get it in it's just figuring out which the best
0: way is definitely and okay so i want to tie in two things you said so you talked about stress and how obviously that has like a very physiological effect on people um and also i think a lot of people don't realize that even if you don't feel stressed you could be under a tremendous amount of stress and i'm right with you on the light and sleep and nighttime thing because that's an area i've researched a ton and i think that's actually an area where a lot of us are undermining our health without realizing it so talk a a little bit more in depth about stress but also like let's delve into the light thing at night more
1: Oh, man, it seems like so not a big deal, but it is completely changing the world by how much light exposure we're getting and how much not dark exposure we're getting. So, if, you know, if you go camping, it's very dramatic. The difference between the light and the dark you know, it gets really, really bright during the day. And then when you're camping at night, you better bring a flashlight because it's completely pitch black. So our bodies and our brains are genetically designed to be in that environment. So think about how it is now. We're indoors all day. And, and yes, it's, it's light, but it's not as light as the sun. And then we go home and then it's still we're still indoors and it's still kind of light. And so our body never goes, oh, it's daytime. And then at nighttime, oh, it's, it's nighttime. And so as a result, your body thinks it's this endless summer because in the summertime, we get more exposure to light. We don't get as much dark. And in the summertime, our bodies are designed to become more insulin resistant because we're saving up fat for the winter. So when you have an endless summer, you have cortisol high more often because cortisol goes up when the sun goes up. And then what happens is your body goes, okay, so winter's coming. Let's store some fat. Uh, We need to give you some insulation. And it really does screw up that metabolism big time. Um, Also, you're not going to be getting as much of that nighttime melatonin. Melatonin is that master anti-cancer hormone. Also, growth hormone goes up at nighttime, which is going to give you that boost of metabolism. That's when you detox. That's when you heal your tissues. That's when your digestive system heals. So you can see how one little invention of the light bulb, if it's not managed properly, can have a lot of... A lot of havoc.
0: Totally. And especially with blue light. Like I know so many people who are on their phones right before bed or, you know, have blue lights in their bedroom or watching TV. And when you actually delve into the research, it's pretty staggering how even a little bit of blue light at night can drastically reduce, like you said, your melatonin and how that's like a whole hormone cascade. And like we know the statistics, if you don't have a good night of sleep, it affects your blood sugar. It can make you almost pre-diabetic the next day, like all these things. And we're doing it every day. And especially it kills me to see kids doing this. Yeah. Well, we
1: know that kids who are who grow up with night lights are more likely to have leukemia
0: because it does
1: alter their their immune system and they're not getting that anti-cancer hormone the melatonin. So so yeah, it's important that you you just educate yourself about this stuff. You can't just um, expect that you're going to learn this on commercials or that your doctor is going to tell you in, in the 10-minute visit that you see with them. You, you really need to learn this stuff for yourself. And it just makes sense. When you think about it, it makes perfect sense, of course. We're supposed to be in, the, in a different kind of environment than what we're in right now, but we just get so used to it. We grew up in a certain way. We don't really think about it.
0: Yeah, and I think it's good to have balance where you're not just afraid of, because obviously technology has a tremendous amount of benefits as well. Absolutely. But like finding out how to use modern conveniences we have actually to like get the best of both worlds. Like I actually take a lot of heat every time I share a post I have about why my kids will never have nightlights. And because people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, great, now even nightlights are a problem. But like, actually they are. And, you know, our kids have blackout curtains on their windows. They have no lights in their room. We keep it cool and they sleep so much better, which... As a parent, that makes your whole life better when your kids sleep better.
1: Yeah, and that's an opportunity for for how you you know frame it, right? It's like I'm doing all these things because I I want to prevent cancer, or you know everything is out to kill me. Versus, okay, cool. We know how the body is supposed to work. Let's put these things in place and let's move on. Like it, it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. But and with the night lights, you can get amber colored night lights. You know if you really want to do night for, for the kid, but it's not going to have that that blue light, and that, that's what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think the flip side of it that you mentioned is the bright light during the day because people don't realize, like even today, for instance, where I am, it's like a rainy, cloudy, overcast day. And if you went outside and measured, it's still drastically, drastically brighter than even the brightest of indoor lights because there's all these spectrums that you can't differentiate with the human eye. And people don't realize that. And so I feel like a lot of people are truly, like you said, they're like sunshine deficient. They actually just need light.
1: Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I educate patients on is I want you to get outside between six and eight in the morning. If you, that's kind of that sweet spot in the morning and get some sunshine into your eyes. So you don't have to wear sunglasses, go for a nice long walk or just chill, chill outside and just get that light exposure. Cause that's going to set that circadian rhythm. Plus when the light goes into the eyes, it hits those cones and rods and that creates a, a trigger that will ultimately create more serotonin in your body. So That's going to help your mood a lot as well. So getting that sunshine boosts your mood. It's going to just help metabolism, energy, you know, everything just by getting some light exposure. and doesn't cost anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. You could just sit on your patio with a cup of tea or even go for like a really gentle walk and Mm -hmm. it's like a vitamin. Yeah, totally. This episode is sponsored by Mama Natural. And my friend Genevieve, also known as Mama Natural, has just come out with a game changing pregnancy book called The Mama Natural Week to Week Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth. So, if you or anyone you know is pregnant, I strongly recommend picking up a copy or just grabbing one to donate to your local library. It is an incredible resource and definitely one of the best resources I've seen for new moms. Also, Genevieve has a week-to-week email series for pregnancy. So you've seen these on other websites, but this one is a natural take on week-to-week emails that tells you how your baby's growing, what milestones he or she's hitting, all that cool stuff, and it's free. Um, So you can check it out at mamanatural.com forward slash wellness, mamanatural.com forward slash wellness to sign up for the free week-to-week pregnancy email series or also to check out her amazing new book. This podcast is also brought to you by ButcherBox. And this is one of my go-to companies for healthy protein for our family recently, since our local farmer retired and we don't have a great place to buy locally any of these foods. So ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed beef, organic pasture chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your door. Their products are all humanely raised and free of antibiotics and hormones. And as a lot of you may know, of the beef for sale in the U.S. is grain-fed and processed in feedlots, and this is gross for several reasons. They're in crowded, inhumane conditions, but they're also fed antibiotics to help prevent the spread of disease, and the problem here is that these antibiotics can build up in our bodies. They can transfer to us through the meat, and this is leading to the antibiotic-resistant bacteria like superbugs, and a lot of doctors are worried that we're going to see a time when we won't be able to effectively treat these because the bacteria are getting so resistant to antibiotics. So my solution is that our family consumes only grass-fed beef whenever possible, which we really try to make a priority. So ButcherBox sources their meat from the best places and delivers it directly to your door. They guarantee that the beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and never taken from feedlots. All of their products, including their chicken and pork, are free of antibiotics and hormones, and all of their animals are humanely raised. So in each box, you're going to get roughly 10 pounds of meat, which is enough for 20 individual size meals that actually last our family a month because we do a whole lot of vegetables to supplement with that. And if you want to check it out, go to butcherbox.com forward slash wellness mama and use the code healthy moms and all capital letters, healthy moms to get $15 off your first order plus free bacon. So again, this is a go-to source for our family and make sure to use that code to get the discount. So another thing that you do so well, um, because I follow you on Instagram, and you are so good about making time for self-care, even though like your bio described, you have like all these things that you're doing and treating thousands (laughs) of patients and running a business and all this, but you still make time for self-care. And I know that's an important thing for you and something you talk about a lot. So why is self-care so important, especially for women?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, here's the thing. We're not put on the planet to respond to other people's agendas, We're not put on the planet to check emails and create to-do lists and accomplish things. We're put on the planet to fulfill our gifts and, and what we bring to the world. All of us, everyone listening, yes, you listening, you are unique and no one is like you. Never has been and never will be. And think about it. If you are continually pulled in a million different directions, responding to a million different people, are you going to fulfill that? Are you really going to accomplish in, uh, in this life, what you are able to do. So it's actually selfish to always give to people and not to yourself, because that means you're not going to be the best you and they're going to get a lesser version of you, you know, and and you're not going to be able to fulfill you, what you dream of doing. So, you know, I see self-care is actually selfless because it's, it has you feel as best as you can. I mean, think about like what it would look like to feel your very best. Well, like really what that would look like. Um, cause we just get, we just move so quickly. We don't think about this sometimes. And if I didn't prioritize self-care, I wouldn't have the clinic that I have. I wouldn't have continued to do my podcast for six years. I wouldn't have treated over 5,000 patients. I wouldn't have done any of that stuff. And so I wouldn't have made as much of an impact, You know, so I just I now see it. And I will say my first three years of of opening my clinic, I didn't do self-care enough. And that's why I wanted to pretty much close it at one point because it was so stressful. So, you know, live and learn. But it just goes to show how important this really is so we can ultimately live out our mission.
0: Yeah, definitely. What do you find are your kind of go-to self-care things that you can work in, even with a busy schedule?
1: Well, I'm a massage junkie. I will go anywhere and anywhere for a massage. So (laughs) I was just telling you, I went to Thailand a couple weeks ago and I always find time to travel. That is my favorite number one thing to do. So when I was in Thailand, as many of you guys listening would know, if you've gone to Thailand, it's really cheap for a good massage. Um, So I got, I think, seven or eight massages in two weeks. (laughs) So massage is my number one. I probably do that at least a couple times a month. One of the most powerful self-care things you can do that cause nothing is walking. And I know it's not this super sexy thing, but walking lowers stress hormones. It gets you outside, gets you some oxygen, gets you the sun exposure. So you're getting that serotonin boost. You're helping to reset your adrenals. And so I I have a commitment with myself. I've written my my rules of health that I live by. And one of my main commitments is that I walk one to three times a day. So three is like you know morning midday and evening and that's a rocking you know success that day and I feel so good when I do that but I made a commitment at least once a day I, I go for a walk um and it's amazing like amazing how you can feel so stressed out about something you say okay I'm just going to press pause and go for a walk <laughs> just get some fresh air you come back feeling completely better and it it ends up improving productivity so i would say massage and walking are big for me and then i I've, I've really prioritized my sleep so much more than I used to. I mean, that's, that's probably the, the biggest um, factor for me in maintaining what I've been able to do is my sleep.
0: Yeah, I'll echo that 100%. And I love the walking tip because I think it's so underrated. And I actually know some moms locally. I love this. They do this. They all have young kids. And so the kids aren't in school. They can't. It's hard to get away. So a couple times a week, they hire one babysitter to watch all the young kids at one of their houses. And they just go for a walk with like a bottle of lemon water. And they go for a walk for an hour. And they get to oh catch my up and socialize. I'm like, isn't that a great idea? And they're all pitching in. So it's like $5 or less for the babysitter. Oh, my gosh. What a good idea. That's what I'm talking
1: about. That is a perfect example of, you know, finding ways to bring in self-care. And I just, ah, oh, that is amazing. I love that. And how often is it that as women, we try to do everything, you know, and all of us feel like this from time to time. So I love that. How can you put your, your heads together and have so much fun and get that time for yourself? That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And literally for each of them, like the price of probably a good cup of coffee at a coffee shop, they're getting an hour of time away and light and exercise and friendship and all that. It's so fun. It's amazing.
1: So easy. That's awesome.
0: Exactly. So, and you mentioned sleep. So I'm going to like put you on the spot. How much sleep do you get on a nightly basis and what time do you go to bed?
1: I, my goal, my bedtime goal is 10 o'clock every night and I'm, I'm usually pretty good about it. Um, I naturally wake up eight hours later. So that's just how my body is. I wake up eight hours later. I do wake up a little bit earlier than I used to, which is annoying because sometimes I want to sleep in and I can't anymore, but 10 o'clock is my bedtime. And, and I'm, I'm real serious about my sleep. I keep my room cool. I got the blackout curtains. I use my, Uh, my swannies, you know, my amber glasses. Once the sun goes down, I dim my house. I put all my lights in my house on dimmers. (laughs) Um, my boyfriend calls me a gremlin (laughs) because like that light's (laughs) going to kill me or something. And you know, I really get my Zen on. Um, the one part that's difficult is, is not looking at the phone, even though I do have my glasses on and I do have that little night shift, you know, feature on, that's been the one thing that's been hard to kick out. But, um, but, but yeah, I, am pretty crazy about the sleep routine.
0: Yeah, us too. In fact, we have, I now finally transitioned our house. We have different light bulbs. So during the day we have like the full spectrum ones and at night the lamps go on that are amber and like they automatically do it on timers at nighttime. So don't you notice a difference? Absolutely. In fact, I was for a while testing my cortisol because it's pretty easy to test when I was making that transition. And it was drastic because I had like way jacked up cortisol. Like when it was supposed to be high, it was low and vice versa. And just the light, like not changing anything else, no crazy supplements made a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I really think that did it for me too. I checked mine and my, I don't have adrenal fatigue. I healed my leaky gut. And I think me healing up my adrenals really, really helped that to happen. So yeah. And I, I swear the, the walking and, and the sleep. They, that's what did it for me
0: yeah and I will make sure to link in the show notes as well because we also do the orange sunglasses and I found some um, pretty inexpensive ones and they have kid sizes um, Oh, so, so if we like I don't want to be that mom who's like we're gonna live so healthy that we never have fun so we still have family movie night sometimes yeah, which you know not ideal but we wear the glasses and the lights are dimmed and it's good because yeah. it's family time yeah totally you just make it a fun thing it doesn't
1: have to be this serious medical thing it's just
0: yeah you just make it fun Exactly. So I know the question I'm going to get from listeners is like, that's great that you get sleep, but like, what about people with kids? Are there things we can do even if we are going to have to be up during the night to optimize the little sleep that we do get? And what do you recommend?
1: Well, you would probably be better for the kids questions because you're a, you are a successful, busy mama. And I, I haven't had the uh, blessing of having a child yet, but I, you know, what I do a lot with is helping parents with their own self-care to where if they do wake up you know, throughout the night, they can fall back asleep easily and not feel like a train wreck in the morning. So, you know, I've had like, a good amount of patients who are breastfeeding and now having a baby who wakes up and, um, you know, after working together, it's not, it it doesn't like want to kill them. (laughs) You know, they still feel like they can survive through it. So I would say for sure getting vitamin C levels higher because vitamin C is going to help that cortisol to be more balanced. It helps the adrenals work better. So that is one easy thing right away. If, you know, if you're stressed and dealing with kids who are waking up, start upping your vitamin C, usually like one to one to three or 4,000 milligrams is, kind of a good number for people. So that's, that's one. And, um, you know, taking a B complex, a B complex liquid or, or capsule, making sure you're getting a good, you know, spectrum of all the Bs. Uh, if you're going to look at the B12, look at the methyl cobalamin. that's the best form of it is the methyl. So just remember the word methyl should start at the beginning of the, the B12, um, form. And, um, and so those two things right off the bat would probably already help if you're not doing anything else. And then you can do things like, um, different herbs, for example, can be great. Like, ashwagandha um, is a a great adaptogen for the adrenals if you're dealing with stress l-theanine is a great one Um, that's a that's one for pregnant women for breastfeeding moms they can take that if they're feeling anxious or stressed out so so yeah and just knowing it's not going to be permanent right It's just temporary but things to kind of help you through it
0: yeah exactly do you have a favorite form of vitamin c or what do you usually recommend for people um, I love thorn. So we use at the clinic, we use buffer, buffered C
1: or we use the vitamin C with bioflavonoids. Uh, people tend to do really well with it. And the vitamin C has magnesium and calcium and potassium in it. So it's a nice little blend. Um, I also really love the liposomal vitamin C, which is the liquid stuff. Um, I can't remember the, the brand, but they also make like a glutathione and alpha lipoic acid. It's kind of a liquid. Um, and those are awesome. Love all those.
0: Great. Also, so speaking of nutrient deficiencies, let's talk about IV therapy because this is something kind of new and unusual and like it's barely starting to get to my side of the country right now, <laughs> um, but it's something you're super well versed in. So explain what that is to someone who's never heard of it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you guys have seen IVs when you go to hospitals and stuff where they are doing fluids or different medicines. Well, it's, it's basically vitamins that's administered in that way. So you can have um, just fluid. That's administered into the veins plus vitamins. So, vitamins, minerals, like all your B vitamins, your um, minerals like magnesium and your calcium and your zinc and copper, um, different antioxidants, like I mentioned, glutathione earlier, which is that master antioxidant. You can actually have that put into the formula. So, it's a way to just give you so much nutrition and it completely bypasses the digestive system. So, there's no question of what's going to get absorbed, it's 100% absorbed. Um, So I've just found that it's a way to help people feel better faster, um, especially if there are digestive issues or if someone's really busy. And um, also if someone is um, traveling a lot, you know, unfortunately, planes are, are oftentimes bombed with pesticides before or after you're on it. Side story, when I was actually flying from vietnam to malaysia they actually bombed the plane while on it with with um with like they like fumigated it so that was really creepy fortunately that's only the only one time but i definitely loaded up a glutathione after that that was a wild experience but still if you're not you know experiencing that they're still going to be doing that on the plane you're exposed to a lot of stuff and the different radiation and so things you can do to help really increase those antioxidant levels is going to give you a lot of protection from you know, just the oxidative stress of that. So I love doing glutathione and IV. Um, and it's just, it's just magical, you know, like having a patient come in who has maybe ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. I have one patient in particular I can think of. And when she first came in, her face was just almost a yellow tone. She, her face just kind of looked sunken and she was young too, probably in her late twenties. Her hair was like straw and it, and she was so thin and frail and she had just given birth to her second kid. And she was just so depleted. Um, because she had this digestive disorder where she couldn't absorb nutrients. Plus she just had a baby. So the, the nutrients that she did have, she just shared it with her baby. Um, so she was just really in a depleted place and, and she and her husband drove to see us a couple of hours, I think uh, at least a couple of times a week for maybe a couple months, you know, and we really had some work to do with her, but it was like miraculous she looked like a completely different human. Her face got more hydrated. Her hair started to look shinier. She had energy. Her color came back. And and she really swore that it was the IVs that did it for her.
0: That's awesome. So talk a little bit about uh, what it means to be a naturopathic doctor because I, like in our area, there's not a lot of them. And I like love that there are so many in your area and I love working with naturopaths. So what is that for someone who's not familiar with it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So you probably remember the old school days when doctors would go and and, and, um, do home visits with the cute little doctor bag. Those were naturopathic doctors. So We've been around for actually quite a while. It's just that we almost died out as a profession as conventional medicine kind of grew um, in the middle of the last century with the advent of, um, you know, antibiotics and surgical interventions and things like that. But we stayed on. We held on by a thread, and now we've had this resurgence as a profession that's growing. Like crazy, which is awesome because we need it so much in this country. So, naturopathic medicine is basically a discipline where we're trained as primary care doctors. So, we can diagnose, we can treat, we can order x rays and mammograms and and order labs and all that stuff. And we can also diagnose conditions and we can also write medication prescriptions or um, depending on the state where we practice. But the difference is that we really have a different philosophy. It's not like, okay, you come in with a headache. I'm going to give you an anti-headache medicine. It's really about digging in and saying, why do you have a headache? Are you dehydrated? Do you have a nutrient deficiency? Maybe do you have you know, imbalance of your hormones or you have heavy metal exposure? Like we, we are detectives. We get to the root of the problem and that's why we do so much testing or I do a lot of testing in my practice because I want to get to the root issue. And then let's say, okay, great. We find out you have this, this, and this issue what's the best way to treat this for the patient where we start with the least invasive first and see what works. So maybe you just need to drink more water, (laughs) go drink water. You know, maybe you have high stress levels or it could be something more serious. So, but we have a lot of tools, whether it's herbal medicine, um, whether it's using supplements or diet changes, like we've been talking about all this lifestyle stuff. A lot of times it's just changing up your schedule and putting more time for self care in there. And a lot of it gets better on its own. So, but I wouldn't know that if I didn't have a lot of time with my patients, um, and then things like IV therapy, and some naturopathic doctors do, you know, vasectomies even, or remove moles, and that's what they do in their practices, more kind of dermatology stuff. So we can have a lot of different ways of practicing. And some naturopathic doctors do do research, or they just lecture. You know, some have practices, some work in hospitals. So we can work in a lot of different ways. But the underlying um, uh, philosophy is the same: is that the body is innately intelligent to heal. You know, we're not smarter than your body. Your body knows how to heal. If you cut your arm, it's going to heal on its own. You don't need to rub herbs on it necessarily. Yes, we can help speed up healing, but just knowing that and honoring that about your body is that you are designed to be healthy. And it's just about getting to kind of the root of what, you know, got that off track. And that's that's what we're always looking for.
0: Yeah, I love that. So where can someone find you? You mentioned that you also treat patients all over the country. Can you do long distance stuff or people fly into you?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of ways that it works. Um, if you want me to be, you know, your doctor and basically diagnosing, treating that kind of stuff, you do have to come see me in person once. Um, if we're just doing consulting stuff where we're doing more lifestyle stuff, maybe looking to do some, some nutrition testing and getting more of that going, we can do that from a distance and I don't need to see you in person. But, um, but yeah, I treat lots of my patients are out of state because I, um, have this podcast, Dr. Low show, and I've been doing it for six years. So people have been hearing me over the years. And, um, so I'm used to working with people from a distance. So it really is no limitation. The only limitation is maybe getting IVs and things like that, but you know, a lot of different states have
0: that. And I could help direct you to wherever in your area, you know, you can find that. Awesome. And where can people find you? Uh, which is the best website? I know there's a couple.
1: Well, yeah. So for my practice is shine natural medicine.com. If you're interested in looking into being a patient or kind of more how we work as a practice. Um, also you can find me over at drlaurennoel.com. So it's D R L A U R E N N O E L.com.
0: Awesome. Dr. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. It's so much fun to chat with you and we'll have to do a round two one day. Yeah. Thanks for having me.